You're listening to the JK Experience, where we train leaders to live a life of exceptional impact, influence, and faith. Hey, I'm Josh Kalinowski, and today, James and I are talking again, and uh, dude, it's so good to have you back in the studio, bro. Yeah, it's always good to be back. Um, new intro music. That's know, pretty I'm sweet. Sick, dude. That, that, uh, that, that music gives me, like, goosebumps. I it's, love it. It's like a pump-up jam. Dude, it really yeah. is. I, w- I want to have it for like 30 seconds, but my media company is telling us. They shut you down? We can't, we can't have it that long. They're like, Josh, we'll lose listeners. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, I, you never know, man, because it's really good music and they I might like not want to hear me. So, uh, dude, it's once again, it's good to have you back in the studio, dude. I, uh, I, I love interviewing. I love talking to other people, but uh, it's nice to kind of jam with you and, and talk about some things that are going on. And I know we've got a, we've got a fun conversation today. Um, you know, I think half of our conversations that we even talk about, uh, I should say majority of the conversations we have are just by those spontaneous, you know, hey, you got a minute uh, yes. that we uh, always try to have. And then, you know, end of the day, hey, catch me up on what's going on. You're doing the same thing on my end as well. So I love that. And I hope that as you're listening to that, you know, as a leader, um, I hope you have those opportunities throughout the day and definitely by the end of the day to just to catch up with your leaders and see how they're doing, how they're feeling, what challenges they're faced with or things that are going on that are good. Yeah. You know, all of our conversations that we have on the JK Experience podcast are rooted in in real world stuff. You know, we don't we don't contrive situations to go, oh, let's talk about that. This stuff literally comes from conversations we're having with people in our organization. Yeah. And it's so great because sometimes, you know, sometimes we'll have a conversation and we don't realize the true meaning of it, or we don't know how we're going to work through it until much later. So when we podcast about them, we've handled them months or weeks in the past. Um, But, you know, today I want to visit with you on something that just, just happened recently. And it was a real eye opener. I mean, again, I, I just sat back and I couldn't believe I wasn't seeing this, you know, because mm-hmm. I like to think I, I read people pretty well. Mm-hmm. And this was one of those things that, that I just missed. And basically what it was is, you know, we, here we are coming off of, of our leadership retreat and we implemented a lot of new things in our organization, in our organizations. And we decided that we were going to implement those changes right away. Right. And so we came back. Some of the changes were really well embraced mm-hmm. and some of them not so much. But we also had people in leadership who were coming to us going, oh, this is bad. This is bad. This is, people hate this. Or, you know, and I won't say hate because that's a strong word, but people aren't adapting this well. People are scared. People are freaked out. And, you know, we we hear phrases like, like their hair's on fire or like the ship's sinking or it's a total shit show. Right. And you and I, being being the leaders that we are, we're, we react. We go into we go into reaction mode. And we're like, okay, how do we? What do we do? How, we got to get to the bottom of this. We got to find out what the pain points are, and like we go in, we go into action. But one of the things that I I brought to you recently, and I'm like, hey man, listen, here's the feedback I'm getting. Things aren't good, and I expected you to jump into that mode with me, but you didn't. You just kind of you looked at it and you looked at me and you kind of shook your head and you said, yeah, I understand. And I'm like. So what do we do? And I don't remember exactly what you said, but it was like, let's see how it plays out. You know, yeah. let's just see, first of all, if these people are reacting as negatively as they say they are, or if it's really a, a 911 emergency. Right. Yeah. Th- the phrase that I was using is uh, intentionally naive. Okay. Yes. And uh, I think it's so important. The, you know, one of the things as a, a leader is that for us to overreact. Uh, for us to come in there with guns a-blazing and be prepared to 
put out this massive fire. We've got all of the fire trucks. We've got, mm-hmm. you know, 70, uh, 70 firefighters with us. You know, we've got the entire, um, you know, town of Casper, uh, up in arms. And it's like, what are you saying? There's, this isn't really that big of a fire. Right. And, and once again, I, from my past experiences, I used to do that a lot. Right. God, the, the, the you know, uh, the, uh, the ship is burning. Yes. Let's go freaking save it. Cause holy cow, like everybody's abandoning. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's simply not the case. I think one of the things that you and I spoke about was the fact that even just people's vernacular people, the way that people talk and the way that they, the, the, you, the words that they choose to use to describe a situation, that might be something completely different than what we would choose to use. Right. And just because they're using stronger words, just because they're using more inflammatory words, it doesn't mean that the situation's even worse than what it really, the, the, the reality of the situation yeah. is, right? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've got, I mean, God love them. I love my family. Um, but there are certain family members within my own, uh, my own personal family where you sell, you tell the story of one thing and then you tell it to one person, tell it to another person. And I'm getting two different responses about, well, this is like, Oh my God, I don't know what they're going to do. I think they're going to, this is bad. Like they're not, they're, they're in distress. And the other one's going, well, yeah, there's some challenges and so forth. And like the reality of the situation is neither one of them for some reason or another. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, I think that happens a lot when it, in, in any kind of, uh, organization and as a leader, we have to be intentionally naive about some certain things about it. We don't need to know everything in an organization. So true. Nor do we have to react to everything. You know, one of the things that we challenge our leaders to do is to not respond to every situation because you wouldn't, you won't ever get anything done. Right. No. I mean, you and I have had these conversations many times. It's like, I know that in your development, one of the hard things that you had to learn to do was not be open to somebody coming in with every little fire that they had. Mm -hmm. You just, I mean, you had to make a, they had to make an appointment with you. You had to say, Hey, listen, is this a minute conversation or is this a 10 minute conversation? Hey, listen, I've got, I've got things going on right now, but I could be happy to talk to you at three o'clock today. Like you had to learn how to prioritize the day and make them still feel important. And what ends up happening is by the time you circle around to them, most of the time they find the answer out. Most of the time they solve the problem that mm-hmm. they were faced with, right? And so this intentional, t- intentionally naive uh, uh, conversation that I'm, I'm saying is that, yeah, you have to be aware of it, but you don't have to react to it. Yeah, and, and I got to tell you, this is, this is why this became such an aha moment for me is because there, <laughs> there were times, and I'm, I'm kind of admitting to something that I haven't before here, but there were times when I'd look at you and I'm like, Josh, do you not see this stuff that's going on? Like, what? how do you not know that this stuff is being said or being done? Or I'm like, how do you not know that, right? Mm-hmm. It was that intentional naivete that you were going, oh, no, I'm aware of it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not making it a priority right now because it's going to work itself out. It's going to manifest itself somewhere, some way. I never realized that. And then mm-hmm. as soon as you told me that, I'm like, duh. Yeah. Right. I, w- I was like eye opener. And then so then I started thinking about, you know, th- those those situations closer to me and those situations in my personal life where, you know, people are coming to you going, oh, this is just horrible. But then I realized that when they talk about something in their personal life, they're like, oh, this is just horrible. Yeah. And I, they talk about something at their job and they're like, oh, this is just horrible. That's just how they are. Right. right. It's they're just they're creating the conversations 
more than anything. And it's just how they start those conversations, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the, the, the place is burning down around us. Well, that might mean that there's a light bulb out in the women's room, right? right. But, oh, this is horrible. Yeah. And again, you're aware of that stuff. You, you, you need to be. As a CEO, as a managing director, as a leader of your company, you need to be aware of what's going on. But I don't think you need to be 100% involved. Right. And I don't think you need to be trying to put out every little fire. Sure. So that, that's brilliant. And I love that, Josh. Yeah. And I mean, I think that once again, you, you, it's not just about being put out the fire, but it's also the fact that you just don't need to overreact to the situation. You know, we, True. we had a conversation this morning with our leaders today. And, and you know, as, as we continue to be faced with challenges uh, because of COVID, because of everything that's going on, um, there's some new things that have been put into, uh, into one of our companies within real estate that has really put a lot of chaos into uh, how people are accepting offers and, and uh, writing offers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the simple thing I talked today was about you are the leaders. Like we step into this, we rise above this. And so are we going to go in there and make things worse? Or are we going to go in there and lead in this time of challenge and difficulty? Right. Mm-hmm. And we've done it so well all year. Why would we let something as relatively insignificant, I'm not saying this doesn't suck and I'm not saying it doesn't like it's not inconvenient, but I'm saying in the, all the scheme of things, this is really relatively in insignificant in the lives of people, right? You bet. We are the professional. We need to step into it. And so as a, as a leader, you know, the whole thing about being a little bit naive is the fact that I can just have no emotion to it. If I'm naive in the situation, then I don't have to have emotions and react in a way that will not be the best representation of what a leader should be doing in that time. You got it. And I think you did a really good job of framing that up right off the bat in the meeting this morning with those, with those leaders inside our company. And, and you said exactly that. You said, hey, guys, listen, it all starts here, right? It starts with us, yeah. and we have to bleed into this company on how this affects us or how this doesn't affect us, more importantly. And I got to tell you, 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 again, reaffirm that authority that they have to go out there and m- turn this into a positive thing. Right. And at the end of the day, I, I honestly believe it's, it's a net positive. Um, you know, we, we had our, our company uh, attorney. We had him on a Zoom call later on in the day. Yeah. He, he backed up everything that you and I were saying in that meeting. It was great. So now that's one of those things that everybody was running around freaking out about. Wasn't that big a deal at the end of the day? Yeah. 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 Once again, we just walk through, walk people through that. We, you know, we hold their hands, we give them encouragement, we give them opportunities to talk, but at the same time, we lead them. We're not pushing them. We're leading them and leading ourselves through whatever that challenge is. And I think, unfortunately, people are trying to push people through these challenges that they're faced with. You know, I mean, and I don't want to get political by any means, but, you know, one of the things that we're seeing is that the government is trying to push people to do certain things. They're not leading in this time, sure. right? And uh, I mean, how many how many times have you seen this? Like, I mean, uh, the the governor of freaking California is going to Hawaii on a trip or going to Mexico on a trip, and they're setting the regulations for the people out in California, and they're not even following it themselves. And as you sure. talk about poor leadership, right? Yeah. That that's what I'm saying is that you as a leader have to be the one walking through it so that other people can go with you through mm-hmm. those t- those times. So so let's let's talk more about this this intentional. Uh, naivety. And what I'm, what I'm wondering here is you, you see somebody in your organization that's maybe not up to par or you, you know, you've identified, Hey, you know what, this guy or this gal is just kind of phoning it in right now. You're aware of it. 
how do you, how long do you allow it to go on before you really, really kind of make them aware that you're aware? Well, I, you know, I, this is, a, I love that. I love this, um, where you, you're aware of the situation, but you're not going to lay, you're not going to play into the fact that they know that, you know, that's what I'm trying to yeah, say. I, yeah. I love that. I mean, that is, that is one of the, the things that I really appreciate where the fact that we communicate so well with each other. Um, I don't like to be blindsided. Nobody likes to be blindsided. We like to be prepared. And so it's really all about asking questions. So when you know, more about what's going on than the other person does. And you don't want to lead into that. And you don't want them to know that in a sense, you simply just start asking questions about the situation, right? <clears throat> you know where you want it to go, you know, so you're, le you're asking leading questions into that. So, I mean, great. Like, let, let's just say as a scenario, um, let's say we have one of our leaders that is, uh, that is going out there and, and not representing um, the company like we know needs to happen. We, we've got, a, let's say we got a leader that um, is, you know, saying one thing to us, but then going back and we know that they're saying something else to anybody, to other people, right? Mm -hmm. And it's simply just having that conversation. So I'm not gonna like, we're not gonna out that person, yep. right? The, yep. or we're not gonna out those other people that are coming back to us and saying, hey, here's a conversation I just had with so-and-so. Hey, have, did you hear the so-and-so was saying this? Mm -hmm. Because we, I think there's two things. One is that there's two truths, right? We've said this many, many times. Yes. So that's somebody else's opinion. That's somebody else's perspective of what happened. And then there's always another side of the story. So I can't, I'm not going to give a tremendous amount of validity to either one of the stories because I didn't hear it personally. Mm -hmm. And so I got to go and investigate it and I've got to ask the right questions, right? So it's simply just going into that conversation and just saying, hey, tell me how's life, right? So you're going to talk really big, like you're going to be like big picture, and then you're going to start going the more granular. And then by the time you get into that really um, uh, micro question in the sense of the situation, you've got enough information to start unveiling that it's not that you learned it from somebody else, but you learned it from that conversation, if that makes sense. I think I've seen you. I think I've been on the receiving end of that, honestly. Yeah, I, re I, I really do because you're good at that. You're good at asking those questions. And I think that's a big part of it, Josh. I really do because it's it's not, it's, you don't hit anybody right between the eyes with it. You start out, hey, how's things going? How's everything been? Right. And then you slowly, and I, I love how you said that you just got down to the granular. And next thing you know, they're telling you way more than you asked for. Right. Yeah. And it's good because people want to, I mean, here's the thing. People want to share. People mm -hmm. want to talk when they feel safe in a sense, when they feel, uh, that when, when they feel that they're open to actually having an honest conversation, they're going to share with you the truth. Now it might take a long time for them to get to that point, And we've yeah. realized that, uh, and there has been times too, where they still don't tell us the truth. Right. And you can only poke and prod so much unless you want to unveil the fact that, Hey, I already know this is what I've been told. But we don't ever, har I mean, I will tell you, and I, I, I can count on my hand how many times we've, I've gotten to that point where I'm like, okay, I've just spent the last hour with you. We've talked about this and you've continued to lie because here's what I know because of multiple people coming and telling me da, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Well, then you've just ousted it and then now you've really called it to the carpet, right? Sure. That's my last resort. I do not want that to happen. I want people to be comfortable enough to tell me what the truth was in that story that they said to somebody else, even if it's painful to them for them to say, yeah. because I've created a safe environment and they know that they can trust me because we're going to find a solution to it. That's great. So uh, another question, can you, can you be intentionally naive 
too long? Can you let it go too long? Yeah, without a doubt, dude. I mean, once again, you only want to be naive for a certain period, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and being intentionally naive doesn't mean that you're, um, once again, oblivious to everything yes, going on. No. It doesn't mean that you're ignoring the mm-hmm. situations going on. What it's meaning is that you've already got the information. You can have those conversations with people without going to the point that you already know the answer or that you already know the problem, right? So how many times have we this? Hey, so-and-so is unhappy. So-and-so's got this, 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 uh, you know, so-and-so's got a, a challenge. So-and-so's pissed off about this, right? Well, we go into those conversations and we don't go, hey, I heard you're unha- unhappy. Yeah, no. Hey, I heard you're pissed off at so-and-so. Yep. Hey, I heard you got a challenge with X, Y, Z, right? We don't do that. The, 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 Nativity of that is the fact that we go into those conversations going, how you doing? Like, tell me what's going on in life. Like, are you really doing good? Because you don't seem like you're doing good. Yeah. Right? They don't know that I know. Sure. Right? And, and that's a wonderful thing. That's not a bad thing. I'm not lying to them. It's literally just I want to get to the heart of the matter, and I want to hear their story before I make any type of judgment or accusation or I try to solve the problem because how many times has this happened? Somebody comes and tells us a challenge that somebody's faced in, faced with. Well, when you go and talk to that person and, and actually find out, it's not even that problem that they're faced with. It's something else. There's an underlining theme that has manifested itself in, a, in another way, and that's what they're projecting to other people. You got so it. we need to find the heart of it and go attack that and help them work through that because that's when we solve the other issues that maybe everybody else sees on the surface, and we're really looking at the things that are un, under the surface. Oh, that's great. And, and I'm reminded of, of other occasions where, you know, even, even in companies out, outside of our real estate company, where people have come to you, leaders of those companies have come to you and said, oh, man, it's bad. It's, it's really bad. Like the, everybody's freaking out. They're, they're upset. They're, you know, they're a myriad of problems. Right. And then you go to that office and you sit down with people and they're like, you're like, hey, how's everything going? Oh, we're good. We're, everything's good here. We're happy. Yeah. You know? And so, and I've, I've watched this happen. I've watched you go into those, no, Hey, tell me what's really going on. You know, how, how are you guys dealing with this? How are you dealing with this? What's going on? You know, and just, you just start to kind of peel it back, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah. And at the end of the day, yes, they may have expressed some concerns they had, Sure. but it wasn't at the, the level of emergency that, that we were being told. Sure. And so I, I love that. I, I think that's a great philosophy or great policy to have is, yes, I'm aware that there are discussions going on in, in all these companies, but I'm sure they're not at the level that, that some of the leaders are thinking they're at. And I, I love that. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. And I, again, it was such an eye-opener for me, not only in my professional life, but in my personal life. Because yeah. you know we all have that one friend that every time you talk to him, it's just doom and gloom. And you go, man, it's that way all around for him. And it was just an eye-opener for me. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the examples that I, I use um, quite often is like, you know, when the wives go out and they are all together, um, you know, my wife doesn't do this, thank the Lord, because we've actually talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the pet peeves that she's always had is like, you know, when she would have her older friends, her newer friends are amazing. Like the, the people that they're in life, the circle that's that's in her, uh, the girls that are in her circle now are yeah. just amazing women. Um, but she's had friends in the past that they'd go out and all they do is bitch about their husbands, right? They just bitch. Now they're not going to divorce them. No, they're not. Gonna, but they just wanted to freaking get upset about it, right? Well, that's kind of what happens for us, right? People sometimes just want to come to us and just bitch about this, this, and the other thing. So we have to understand 
you know, sometimes are just giving us their point of view and their their frustration and so forth. And it's not the true reality of the situation, right? And it's our job to make them feel good still, right? Uh, But then also make sure that we're not escalating the situation to something even worse. You got it. That is such a great analogy because, again, I think we've all been on the receiving end of that. Heck, we might have been on the giving end of that. You know, where you go. There's no doubt. And you're just looking to to vent, right? Like maybe something just happened at home that's got you tweaked a little bit, and you just, you're with your buddy, and you're like, man, you won't believe what she did. And, again, it's not like they're they're wanting to go home and pack their bags and leave, right? And then the other side of that is is you don't give them the advice, hey, you know what you ought to do? You ought to go home and pack your stuff and leave. Right. No, yeah. we're not doing that. But sometimes as leaders, we feel like, oh gosh, I have to solve this. I have to solve this problem for them. Yeah. No, you can you can be intentionally naive mm-hmm. and let it see where it goes. Let it see. Let just let it develop and see if it's as bad as what you're being told. Yeah, no, absolutely, buddy. And I will just uh, let me end on this with <laughs> on this conversation is that I still screw this up too. I mean, like oh, I feel like I got sure. a pretty good handle on it most of the times, but you know, there's times where um, I will I will take that pressure from other people. I will take that angst. I will take um, their their issues, and and I'll wear it, man. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll feel it, and then I'll you know. There's been times where I've said that to you, and I've just been so frustrated about such and such or this person because they're doing this and so and. But then I, you know, then I reflect on that. And then the next day I'm usually calling, you know, I'm talking to you and like, dude, yeah. hey, first of all, I apologize, man. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have gone there. I know better. That's not what we're here for. That's not who I am. And, you know, and I correct it very fast. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that one, unfortunately people, they don't correct. Uh, they just, they do that and they just, this is the life. They, this is the way they handle it and all the time. So just encourage you. Um, it's so good to be intentionally naive yes, it is. Uh, as a leader and uh, understand that uh, you do not have to wear everybody's emotions and uh, take ownership of it by any means. For sure. Cool. Yes. Loved it, man. That was good. That, we had some good talks about that, by the way. That was, I, I do really appreciate that opportunity we had. All right, guys. Well, hey, listen, I hope this, uh, I hope this brought some, uh, some clarity to you and I hope that, uh, you know, you can use this. It's once again, this, uh, this notion of being naive a little bit is, is always good. It's not a bad thing. It's not a detriment to you. And uh, hopefully you can use it to your advantage there. So love you all. Hope you have a fantastic uh, rest of your day. And I hope you love the music. It's awesome. And I'm going to just play a little bit more for you.